everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. So with you, uh, we've got two people in the studio today, myself, Rohit Rohila. Glenn Rucks here. All right. So, Glenn, let's just let's just dive in. Hmm. Uh, this is going to be a tough episode, or it's going to be a fantastic episode. That's that's uh, up to you in terms of how open and honest you are with this kind of exercise. Uh, so, this episode is all about how do you know if your life thus far has been a success. So however old you are, do you consider your life to be successful right now or not? So if if you know you meet your untimely death and and you have a moment of self-reflection, are you happy with everything that you've accomplished? Are you glad that you stepped out of your comfort zone enough? How do you define what success even is? And so with that, we'll, we'll just kind of dive in. During, during my seminars, this is one of the things that we take a look at, is I have this module to help people know uh, how to tell if their life thus far has been a success or not. And that's that everything comes down to two things. And I'll give those two things in a, in a moment. But I ask everyone to give themselves a letter grade, the A, B, C, D, or F. One of them is your health. So are you are you happy with your health? What's the letter grade you would give it? And the other thing I say is your bank account. What's the letter grade that you would give that? The reason why I picked those two things is because they are not subjective, they're objective. You can know you either have enough money or you don't. You're either healthy or you're not. And with giving it a letter grade, what it does is it gets rid of the excuses. So that's one of the things that, that I've done in in seminar before. Um, but that's that's just one thing that, that you could do. Um, and so, Glenn, how about we start off with you, buddy? Let's and start then, off uh, with me. And then we'll go to me and, and so forth. I ask you this question. So first of all, before you even answer in terms of if you feel your life has been a success or not, just having that question brought up, what are some of your thoughts about it? Is that a, a good question, a fair question? It, it's a fair question, um, one that I've thought about for years. Do I consider my life a success? And then I always have to stop myself and I have to define what success is. Because oftentimes I'll, I'll get mixed up in the definition of success and go, well, my life's not perfect, therefore it's not a success. Success doesn't mean perfection. So I always have to stop myself and go, okay, well, I'm not in the perfect health. Am I alive after some of the trials I've been through? Yes. <laughs> That's a success. Mm -hmm. um, do I have the best job out in the world? No. Do I have a job that I envisioned for myself in the future? No. 
But do I have a job where others don't? Yes. So there is success in that. That's that's something where we have to be very, very clear and understand that even though our lives aren't perfect, we actually can have success. And we need to recognize the successes in our life. Because without recognition, it doesn't exist. Yeah. And one of the things that, that's interesting is I feel this topic can become very subjective. <clears throat> very. And in order to get away from that, I feel what you need to do is not compare yourself to others, but to yourself. What are you capable of doing? Uh, I can I can take a look at my life and say, you know what? Compared to compared to everyone else, I'm way up there. I'm a success. Or compared to everyone else, I'm really struggling, and therefore my life is not successful. But I have to take a look at what am I capable of doing? Am I capable of doing more? And if the answer is yes, then I would have to say. Maybe I have to question how successful I've been thus far. How successful, but still successful. How? How so? Could you have curled up in a ball and quit? Well, I mean, I guess yes, but I would consider that being staying alive, not necessarily success. You know, I... I think you have to look internally to see, could you have done more? Are you capable of more? If you were capable of running a mile every day, but you only go a quarter of a mile, is that a success? Well, you still got up and and ran, so some would consider that a success. But if you're capable of a mile, then no, it's not a success. That's how I see it. And I think what it takes is really open and honest and kick yourself in the balls moments of reflection. Definitely. You got to reflect on what you're capable of. Um, But then again, also to go back to your point, if you can run a mile, does that mean you need to, to be successful? Just because you're capable of doing something doesn't necessarily mean that's always going to be the right thing to do to be successful uh, yeah I mean I mean that was just kind of I know it's just an example but you know just to play off that a little bit play devil's advocate here right uh-huh because I really want people to think of what success really means versus just oh shoot you know what I I, I could get up and run a mile but now I'm only gonna run a quarter mile Mm-hmm. I'm not successful. So I would say if if you are, because that would be that would be considered underperforming. If you're if you're capable of something, and you're not doing it, then see, and that's an underperformance, but not necessarily no success. That's, so you that's would, where we have to really get careful with the definitions of success. How would you define it? How would I define it? Yeah. Reaching, reaching a goal. Any goal that you've set for yourself. Mm-hmm. 
So if you're getting up, okay, I, I know I can run a mile, but I'm going to set a, a goal to re, you know just run a quarter mile today. Mm-hmm. That's a success because you've set a goal and you've made it. That doesn't mean you should set yourself goals that don't challenge yourself. Like if you can run a mile, I, I can see setting a goal for yourself. You know what? I can I know I can run a mile, but maybe I'll run a mile and a quarter today, two miles today. Mm-hmm. That could be a goal that's that's worth challenging yourself with. But just because it's not a stretch of your capabilities doesn't mean it's not a success. So I always I always think of the trees. Um, trees don't say, you know what, I'm tall enough. I can pull back the reins now. Humans are the only living organism that, that limits ourselves. <clears throat> of course. And so if you limit yourself, how would you still consider that a success? I'm not going to say it's a success. But again, that, that's going to depend on the person. Depends on how they treat success. Because success really is just setting a goal and reaching it. So that's what you would consider success? That's what I would consider the actual definition of success. But what should we actually view success as? That's kind of what we want to get into versus just what do you consider success? Mm-hmm. So each person is going to have a different definition of what they consider success. Some people is just waking up in the morning. Hey, I survived another night. Success. Some people, that's actually a very good goal to have because, you know, maybe they're not in the best health. So, okay. So, I mean, as far as as far as far having an abundant life, as far as if, if you went back to the 10-year-old version of you mm-hmm. and said, okay, X amount of years later, this is your life. Would your 10-year-old self give yourself a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Because when, when we're younger, we have these lofty goals and, and ambitions. And then little by little, we'll, we'll set a goal, not quite reach it, or we're not completely committed to it, and, and it just doesn't come to fruition. And we, we start limiting ourselves. And let's say... This New Year's Eve, I'm saying, you know what? By the end of the year, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. And I don't really take it too seriously. And maybe I end up losing three pounds by accident, by happy accident. I, I didn't plan for it. So the next year, I'm going to say, you know what? Instead of 20, let's aim for 15. And again, so that's what we do is we start limiting ourselves because we don't want to put in the amount of effort that it's going to take to really accomplish goals. I think it's interesting. I would say the majority of the population does not set goals. No, they don't. The only time they do is loosely once a year around around the new year. Yeah. And then they like to tell everyone about, it. yeah, I set a goal for myself. I, I gave myself this resolution. It's more for bragging rights than it is for actual goals. Yeah. Because we want to seem like we're being proactive <clears throat> with mm-hmm. our life. And so maybe maybe that could be a good definition as well, is how proactive are you with your life? Are you just letting life, uh, are, are you li- one of those people that say, you know, living life day to day? Or are you proactively planning stuff? Do you know what your financial goals are, what your material goals are, what your personal goals are? And I would say for the majority of the people, they never think about of that kind of not. stuff. 
Of course not. Why do you think that is? It's a scary proposition. You mean I'm going to have to actually work for what I want in life? You mean I'm responsible for where I go with my life? No one else to blame for where I end up? Oh my god, that's just terrifying. I'm not going to set a goal. And I think what you just said is huge. Accountability. Mm-hmm. You don't want any accountability. No one wants account. No one wants to be told, you know what, you failed at this. Oh. You didn't put in enough effort. You were lazy. You didn't put your best out there. No, but I did good stuff. It's good, but what's your best? Every employer, they're going to hire you for your best, not for your okay stuff. Yeah. And I think if you think about work, it's such a perfect um, comparison, uh, such a perfect parallel to life. When you have your job interview, you are looking sharp. You have Mm -hmm. practiced. You've got everything down. You're going to make it seem like you are the answer that that company has been searching for. And your first week you're there, you show up on time. You like, you know what? I'm really going to impress them. I'm going to work through lunch. You you do all the stuff to really impress them. And then you're, you're giving it your 100%, right? Right. And over time, eventually. Yeah. And then maybe one day you're just not feeling your best and you give 90% and nobody notices. And then you're like, wow, like if I give 90%, I'm not as stressed. I feel better. I have more fun at work. I'm enjoying it more. I'm just going to give it 90. And then before you know it, it goes to 80 and 70 and 60. And what happens there? Like, why do you go from from day one interview to just doing the basics? Just enough to, to get by to where no one would notice. Could be several things. Like for me, when I do that at work, it's because I notice... You know what? No one notices what I do anyway. Mm-hmm. If they don't care about my work, why should I? I'm just going to show up and collect a paycheck and go home. I'll get paid to sit here and blah, blah, blah on the phone all day. Yeah. Cool. But then, I don't know, the... Uh, the pastor's kid in me kicks in, and I step up, and I go, you know what? I can't just blah, blah, blah on the phone. I actually have to do something here. I have to earn my paycheck. I have to show them that the person they hired is still worth keeping on. I know my value. I know my time is valuable. But I have to show them that it's still valuable. And in a way, I'm kind of... Uh, even if they're not recognizing it, I'm still proving it to them. Mm-hmm. With this topic of, of knowing how, how to know if your life has been a success thus far, um, I'm actually in, in the middle of a Tony Robbins program called The Ultimate Edge. And to say that it's been kicking my butt in such a good way is just such an understatement. And one of the things that that he talks about because every day it's about two hours worth of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have your hour of power, you have your your lesson, you have a lot of reflection, you have a lot of homework. And one of the things that that he talks about is 
our lives, when you are breathing your last breath and you look back at your life, you define your life by moments. That's it. Nothing else. It's moments that were significant to you, that that played uh, a major role in your life. You don't really think about the day-to-day things. It's, it's those key defining moments. And one of the analogies that he uses is sitting in a rocking chair. When, you are, when you're old and, and you're sitting in that rocking chair, how many regrets are you going to have compared to how many positive moments are you going to have to reflect on? And I think that's really interesting because when, when he was talking about that, it, it made me think about things that I say that I want to do that I can say deep down with all my heart, I want to do this. But if I don't take any proactive action steps, it's never going to happen. It's always going to be on my to-do list. One of them is going to New Zealand for the Lord of the Rings tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've talked about that in the past. Something that I, that's, you know, always on my goals list. <laughs> and one of the things that he has you do is you write down all your goals and then give uh, a one, three, five... 10, 20 years down the road. When do you think you'd be able to accomplish that? And I know that if I don't do anything, it's always going to be on there. Mm -hmm. It's been on there for 10 plus years. Probably longer. Am I ever going to do it? Mm -hmm. I would say right now, no. And is that painful to me? Yes. Why is it that I'm willing to keep that as a dream and not take any real action steps towards it. Mm. Because that will be one of my rocking chair moments when I look back and be like, that's that's a big miss that I've had in my life. And But then again, will it be a miss? Because right now you're saying it's painful that you you haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. Do it. Yeah, well, that, that's what See, I mean. Is, and here we go. Now, why haven't you done it? No, no, not the excuse. I mean, I'm, I'm completely owning up to it. Mm-hmm. But why is it that, that people do that? Why is it that we will spend more time planning a vacation? Or, or than actually vacation, going on it, right? <laughs> then, then we will spend planning our lives. That's quite true. I can already tell you, I've got my, my my birthday trip already scheduled out and planned out. For this year? Yeah. Mm. However, uh, I've actually done, I don't know, about half as much time in planning my life for this year. <laughs> <laughs> at least, I, you know, I, I look at it this way. Last year, I didn't plan at all for my life, and it got me into some sticky situations. Mm-hmm. This year, I'm, I've started off with actually planning different parts of my life, and I've dug myself out of different holes. Stuff that I never thought, oh, man, this will never go away. It'll never happen. It'll never fix itself. That's not going to fix itself. I had to actually analyze it. It's not going to fix itself. Fix it. Do it yourself. No one's going to come along and, and fix it for you. you got to fix it yourself. Mm-hmm. So you, you talked about reflecting on your life to see if it has been a success thus far or not is painful for people. That's why they don't do it. Yeah. Why is it painful? 
like I said, no one likes to realize that they've failed at doing what they can. Mm-hmm. So if, if it is painful, why do you think people don't take action on it? Like, I'm going to start thinking about my future. I, my life right now has it been a success or not. Oh, my goodness, all this anxiety is building up in me. I'm just going to avoid it. I'm just going to uh, watch TV or, or use some other form of escapism, alcohol, uh, drugs, exercise, whatever the case is, to avoid this. I'm going to seek pleasure somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And it just continues to build and build and build until the moment you take your last breath and you're like, wow, if only I had done something way back when, I'd be living a completely different life now. So why is it we would rather have the, the pleasure of avoidance than the short-term pain of taking an open, honest, reflective look? Mm. Comes down to instant gratification. Mm-hmm. People want success right now. And if they don't see success right away, what do they do? They give up on it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ever finish that. I would love to do that. I'd love to go to New Zealand. But you know what? I'm never gonna do it because I never plan it. Well, I'm gonna plan it. Mm-hmm. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough to actually go, you know what? I really want to do that. Well, if you really wanted to do it, you'd do it. Yeah. So is it a real desire that you have or just a mm, fantasy? There's a difference between fantasy and reality. You make the reality. Fantasy's always there in your dreams. <laughs> it's in a book that you read. It doesn't exist. It's, it's on paper that someone else wrote down for you. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to go? Why do you want to go to New Zealand? No, really. Why, oh, you're why not do, asking. Yeah, why do you um, want to go to New Zealand? <laughs> um, I, I would say the, the movies have played a big role in my life. That's the Lord of the Rings for those who haven't seen them. <laughs> uh, they, they played a, a huge role in my life. And Willow, by the way. And Oh, Willow was filmed there? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. I think I saw that once. Oh, um, and it was the the entire legendarium of Middle Earth has really been a huge factor for me, and so to see the the filming locations mm-hmm. would help me because one of the things that that Peter Jackson said, who's who's the director of Lord of the Rings, is I want. When someone watches Lord of the Rings, I don't want them to think this is a fantasy world. I want them to almost see this as a documentary of the history of Earth. And he films it in such a way that it appears like like real history. And if I were to see those things in real life, like, oh, this is where they filmed this and this is where they filmed that, it would help me connect with the realism that that fantasy world has. And so that's that's why I would like to go. Mm. Um, I'm very in tune with nature as well, and it's just absolutely beautiful. Some of the... I know, some of that scenery is beautiful. And the other thing I love is how much 
New Zealand as a country has really adopted Middle Earth. They, they consider themselves Middle Earth. The, you walk into the airport, you've got this giant Schmeagel going after a fish. Mm-hmm. They, you know, the, the planes <laughs> on New Zealand air, they show videos where... They take you through you Hobbiton. Know, Hobbiton still exists out there. Yeah. And so that, that's one of my fantasies. Now, here is one of the reasons why it's maybe taken a, a bit of a backseat. So it is on my 10-year plan. Uh, Jake Peterson, who, who you know. Um, I do. He is also very much into the legendarium. And it's something that him and I have talked about experiencing together. Mm-hmm. And right now, he... <laughs> love that kid, but he is getting ready to have his fifth kid. Oh, good grief. And so... Jake, you're popping him out, man. Um, yeah, he's... I think he's probably, what, like 26, 27 or so? About this age. And he's having his fifth kid. Um, all all pretty much planned. It's not like, you know, he's he's got five different baby mamas. Um, but but that's been one of the holdups for me. Because mm-hmm. I know if I could go alone, but what that would mean experiencing it with him is, is completely different. Because him and I will get together for lunch and we're just talking for hours about this kind of stuff. He's... I'm reading the books. He's listening to it on audio. Like, you know, and we're sometimes when we used to work together and we would IM each other random quotes and we had to say who said it. So it'd be like, you know, and be like, oh, okay, so-and-so said this. Or we'd be like, sorry. No, I get Quizzing it. each other about like the first age and, and the forming of, you know, the world and all that kind of stuff. So... Kind of got away from from the topic here, but no, but, no, no. I actually we can bring it right back into the topic there because you, yeah. you said it's on your ten year plan. It is, but it's kind of on hold because you're waiting for Jake. Yeah, and ten years is so your goal is on hold for someone else. Yeah, and I'm okay with that with that one because it's something that that I'm planning with him. Makes so sense for me. It might be in my five year, but if it's in his ten year. Then you know maybe we can meet in the middle, at you know seven eight or so. So how are you holding each other accountable to that goal then? We started looking up flight information, and let me tell you, it is way cheaper to go to India twice than it is New Zealand. I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. It was like two k, and you can get India tickets from Seattle for like nine hundred sometimes, eight hundred. So it just blows me away how expensive New Zealand is. And so that that was a sticker shot to both of us. I bet. Yeah. But in terms of life being a success to this point, that's really tough. And it's it's a question that I'm really asking myself right now. Because I can tell you right now, I would say, no, my life has not been a success. There are positive things going on. Mm-hmm. And really, this is the first time, I think since I've had this entrepreneurial mindset, that things are really falling into place now. Uh, the Fresh in Your Life project is, is going, it's expanding. Um, I'm, one, of the, one of the major things that I've learned through this Tony Robbins program that, that I'm just about halfway through has been... My greatest downfall thus far has been information gathering mm-hmm. and not information doing. 
And what I mean by that is for three years now, I've been talking about this 30-day life reset program that I want to launch, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, I, I took all, I mean, I've probably spent about 15K worth of trainings on how to do it. That's how, that's how bad it is. And what happens is I'll, I'll do one training and I'm like, okay, this is how to do it. I've got this down, done. I'm going to start implementing. And then all of a sudden, boop, here's a new way to do courses. It's like, oh, maybe this one's better. Let me study this. On to the next one, on to the next one. And I've probably done five or six different programs on how to do online courses. Had I launched it back when I didn't even the know what I was doing. not putting his name to the painting. That's yeah. what it comes down to. And, and I'm it's spending, not perfect. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me adjust this. And even more than that, I'm spending so much time learning how to paint, I haven't even touched the canvas yet. Yeah. And so if I can tell you right now, if you went to the 10-year-old me and said, this is going to be your life X amount of years from now, I would not consider it a success. So what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, the goal was computer programmer. I mean, at 10 years old, really? Yeah. Damn. Um, you were very grounded. My my life through college was pretty much spot on. Like I said I wanted to go to UW, graduate with um, a CS degree. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Got into UW, and there were a lot of my friends mm-hmm. who were staying back. They were going to do the, the community college thing for two years. And I fell into that trap. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. So I decided to go to a community college instead. And after one year, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Went to Western, got a CS degree. Um, I have not... So when I, w- when I was at Microsoft, I was coding a little bit, not much. Um, but, you know, now I, th- I think I've done computer stuff so much that I'm just tired of it and don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. So this is what I'm doing now. But w- is my life a success? I would say right now, no. Okay. The Definitely not in the bank account with the health. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to really take notice of, of what I've been doing to my body. Mm-hmm. And like I told you today, when you and I went to the movies, today was the first day I had soda in like three weeks. Um, and so I'm just really and starting I to become... I didn't have soda. <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is a, a fantastic success right there. It was tough today not having a soda, I got to tell you. Yeah. So what about you? Where, where are you with your life? With my life, you know, if I were to look at what I wanted to be, you know, at the age of 10, I don't think it's humanly possible, but <laughs> at that time I wanted to be a Jedi. Literally, that was my plan. I was going to grow up to figure out how to be a Jedi. Yeah. Uh, didn't work so much. I did the martial arts part. That was kind of fun. That wasn't you in that video, was it? Which one? <laughs> the Jedi kid? No, no. <laughs> I wasn't always so rotund. That was definitely not me in that video. I wouldn't let my friends film me, let alone post something like that. You would post it yourself. I probably would. Yeah, actually, I would. I would post it myself. No, um, 
But when I actually started looking at my life the last few years, am I, am I a success? In some areas, I'm going to say yes. In some areas, I'm going to say no. Mm-hmm. Because I have different successes and I have different failures. Am I where I'm ultimately going to be or where I want to be? No. Am I on the way there? Yes. Ten years ago, I was just flat broke, in debt. Five years ago, flat broke, in debt. (laughs) Now, where am I now? I I own a house. Um, My debts are limited to my mortgage payment. Hell, my car's paid off. Something I never thought I'd do. I'd go out and get another car every six years and start a new payment. I've been restricted on that. Even though I will be buying a car, but I'm going in with cash in hand this time. I've set myself different goals, and that was part of the problem with my failures, is I was setting the wrong goals. Now, not every goal is the wrong goal for you if you fail. (laughs) Some of them are actually the right goal. You're just going about it the wrong way. But I was setting the, the wrong goals. And what do you mean by that? I was setting goals that were not not healthy. Mm-hmm. They were all selfish versus actually growth oriented. Mm. You know, I'm going to I'm going to have a a big three-story mansion. You know, let's use that as I'm going to win the lottery and I'm going to just rule the world. Just think of stupid stuff like that, right? We all dream about winning a lottery, but how many of us actually plan on it? That was my success story, right? To win the lottery. That was going to be it. That was a stupid plan. I mean, it'd be nice to happen, right? It really <laughs> yeah. would. I mean, I know people that have won the lottery. Mm-hmm. They turned out to be the biggest assholes in the world because they were planning their lives around it. You can't plan on something like that to be a success. And so if you if you had to say a definitive yes or no to your the success of your life thus far, what would you say? Mm, from 10-year-old me, no. Mm-hmm. From a more mature and honest version of me when I grew, you know, grew up, started analyzing my life. Right now I'm going to say I am more successful. So right now I'm asking you, Len Rux, you being you right now, mm-hmm. is your life a success in your eyes? <sighs> Completely no. And I think one of the greatest Benefits to the answers that you and I have both given because we've both said no to, to mm-hmm. the success of our own lives. It creates a roadmap because we know right now when I said my life is not a success in my eyes, that's because I am envisioning one thing and I'm seeing how closely does my life reflect to that and it doesn't. 
But by knowing what I want, it creates a roadmap for me. I know what I need to do now to get there because now I've got a vision, which is something I didn't really have before. Mm-hmm. I think when you're when you're a kid, you can say you want to be a Jedi or a computer programmer, but um, but until you really see the steps that that need to take place for that to happen, it's it's more of wishful thinking, and maybe as you grow up, now you you see the stairs mm. and you know how to get there, and so I think either way. If your life is successful thus far, then congratulations. You you have achieved something that the few people do. But that doesn't mean you can lay off the, oh, the no. pedal. You've got to keep Heck on no. going. No, success is not something you want to stop. Yeah. Once you've achieved success in one thing, you want more. Mm. You get that taste of that chocolatey goodness that is success, and you just want to have more. Get fat on success. <laughs> Just get fluffy on success. <laughs> oh, well, with that, Glenn, this has been a pretty powerful episode. Would you like to do uh, the Kyle Reed two-minute takeaway? You know what? Why not? Don't forget to use this catchphrase. Good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good shit. I, I, I actually use groovy, groovy, so... Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think when it comes down to analyzing success, are you successful? Do you envision yourself as being successful? I think it comes down to how you define success and what kind of goals you've set for your life. Are they healthy goals? Are they damaging goals? Are they just blips on the screen for you? I think if we take the time to actually analyze our lives and look back at what we've made plans for, we'll realize where our failures are, but more importantly, what we need to do to correct those failures. Because your life isn't over until it's over. You've got plenty of time to make your plans happen. That's all I got. So, groovy, groovy. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of the GYST podcast, where we help you get your shit together. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together. 